Grace and peace to you, Bloom. Welcome to our guided liturgy podcast. And our hope is that as we go through this rhythm of worship, that we would be open to the presence of Christ in us, among us, and living through us. With me, as always, is Taryn Jost and Dulcie Booth and Seth Slay. Hello. Hi. <laughs> this is always Hello. the worst part of the whole podcast. And uh, anyway, we hope that you can be in a place that you can open your heart and the whole of your life to the work of the Spirit. Peace be with you. Bloom, let's join together now with the church worldwide and say the prayer of the day together. Oh God, God, you have taught us to keep keep all your commandments by by loving you and our neighbor. Grant us the grace of your Holy Spirit that we may be devoted to you with our whole heart and united to one another with pure affection. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. We pray to God, the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, Come, Holy Spirit, creator, and renew the earth. Holy Spirit, come come upon us. Come, Holy Spirit, counselor, and touch our lips that we may proclaim your word. Holy Spirit, come come upon us. Come, Holy Spirit, power from on high. Make us channels of peace and ministers of healing. Holy Spirit, come come upon us. Come, Holy Spirit, breath of God, give life to the dry bones around us and make us a living people, holy and free. Holy Spirit, come upon us. Come, Holy Spirit, wisdom and truth, strengthen us to be bold in faith. Holy Spirit, come upon us. through our bed. 
The Apostle Paul says, Be imitators of God. Love as Christ loved. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Put away all anger and bitterness, all slander and malice. So let us confess our sin to God who forgives us in Christ. In a dark and disfigured world, we have not held out the light of life. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. In a hungry and despairing world, we have failed to share our bread. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. In a cold and loveless world, we have kept the love of God to ourselves. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. May the Father forgive us by the death of his Son and strengthen us to live in the power of the Spirit all of our days. Amen. Here a reading from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 3. Peter saw his opportunity and addressed the crowd. People of Israel, he said, what is so surprising about this? And why stare at us as though we had made this man walk by our own power or godliness? For it is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of all our ancestors, who has brought glory to his servant, Jesus, by doing this. This is the same Jesus whom you handed over and rejected before Pilate, despite Pilate's decision to release him. You rejected this holy, 
righteous one and instead demanded the release of a murderer. You killed the author of life, but God raised him from the dead, and we are witnesses of this fact. Through faith in the name of Jesus, this man was healed, and you know how crippled he was before. Faith in Jesus' name has healed him before your very eyes. Friends, I realize that what you and your leaders did to Jesus was done in ignorance, but God was fulfilling what all the prophets had foretold about the Messiah, that he must suffer these things. Now repent of your sins and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped away. The word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. For the last several weeks, we've held the story of this man who, who was crippled and who was begging at the temple gates. We've held his uh, story and perhaps a bit of, of his experience of, of the religious system of the day and, and those who carried him every day to the gate, as well as his experience of the kingdom of God on the earth through the healing that he experienced. We find him now clinging to Peter and John, which is just, uh, it's just really sweet, this picture, that he's holding on to the ones from whom the healing and the grace and the compassion of Christ was released. I mean, his whole life just changed. And upon being healed, he was, he was brought into this religious community, this community of, of Jewish people who, were, who had this religious rhythm of going to the temple and from the temple and to the temple and from the temple. And they walked by him every day. And, and we left the story last week. He, he was brought into their presence and they were astonished and they were amazed. And we just kind of left it at... Um, what if it was a day for them to be brought into the life of the kingdom of God on the earth, to be brought into the church? And so Peter stands up and, and he starts to kind of put words on his experience, which to get what he's saying, we have to go back to a conversation that he had with Jesus when Jesus was walking the earth. And, and Jesus said to him, these things that I do, these things that these miracles that you've seen me perform, the healing and the compassion and the grace that has flowed from my life onto this earth, onto people. Peter, you will do those same things, and you'll do them through the power of the Spirit who will be present within you. And then we fast forward to another conversation where Jesus says that he's leaving them, but he gives them this command to go into every nation to call people to live by the law of love that they've seen in the life of Jesus. And he talks about this new age of the spirit, which Christ will move throughout the earth through people filled with the spirit of God and open to the way of Christ, to the person of Christ living among them and through them. And that's what happened that day when Peter extended healing, he extended through the spirit the reality of the kingdom of God on the earth. We see through the life of Peter that Christ is living still 
in the hardest places, in those places without hope, in those places where people have given up, that Christ is still very much present. So he stands in front of this group of, of religious adherents, and they're in the, the religious flow, they're in the religious pattern, and, and, and it's been disrupted by the life of Christ among them. And he tells them, who you have come in contact with today, Christ, is the very same person whom you came in contact with through the life of Jesus, the same person that you handed over to the authorities, the same person that you killed for doing the same thing that you saw done today. He was healing people that he had no business healing on days that he had no business healing. He was disrupting the religious system. He was calling people to be drawn into the new humanity, the kingdom of God on the earth, and they did not listen. They killed him. Their hearts then were not open to the way of love. They weren't open to healing. They chose control. They chose closed-mindedness. They chose violence over the life of Christ. But today something has changed. And scripture doesn't make it clear as to what it is exactly. But Peter is telling them, the one whom you denied is still here among you and moving. He's still healing. His body is not the body of the man Jesus, but his body is the body of every man, woman, and child who receives the fullness of the Spirit of God, who is open to the life of Christ moving through them, pouring out onto the world. And I don't think it was condemning. I don't think it was a message about how you're a sinner and you need to come up to the front of this, of this assembly and, and confess in that manner. I, I actually think that Peter knew damn well what they were going through hmm. because he denied Christ. I mean, he denied Jesus three times the night of his death. But he was reinstated when the resurrected Christ looked him in the eye and restored to him his faith and his dignity, gave him a place in the kingdom of God. I mean, Peter really has no business being in this whole movement of the kingdom in and of himself. It's only by the grace of Christ that he is brought back in. Mm -hmm. And so I have to assume that that's the same compassion with which he spoke to these people that day. I know what it's like to deny the force of love and healing that walks around the earth in the person of Jesus. I know what that's like, but he reinstated me. He drew me back into the story and he'll do the same for you. Bloom, we miss Christ so often. We, just like these religious adherents that day, we get stuck in patterns of religiosity and rhythms that we call worship where we walk right by the oppressed and those whom we're called to love. And we have this way of not being aware of those places within ourselves. But Christ, as he did in the person of Jesus, as he did in the life of the early church through those who were filled by the Spirit, as he does today through the church, he's still moving, he's still healing, he's still drawing us into a new and beautiful reality. May we never miss it.
May we always be open to him completely wrecking everything that we thought we knew, even when it has to do with God and worship and religion and morality. He has this way of calling us out of the things that he knows lead to nowhere Mm -hmm. so that we may be brought into a life bright and beautiful, filled with the spirit of God, that we would be the body of Christ on the earth. And that's where we want to be, hands down, that we're always open to the breaking in of Christ saving us from ourselves, from our systems, from our religion. I think when I, when Christ is trying to shift something in me, in fear I go back to what I quote know. Mm-hmm. Just that idea that um, instead of fighting what Christ might be doing, yeah, I'm, I'm really wrestling with that piece. Like, how do you, how do you know it's Christ? But then also, how do you go with it? And something I've been working on with my spiritual director is, like, how do you live in a way that you believe that God is for you? Because I think that mm-hmm. means you're open to what the Spirit is doing and that paradigms might have to shift and things might have to change. But God's for you, so it, even though it's new territory, it's not scary. Yeah. I don't have to run back to what I have known my whole life to be, you know, the definition of what Christ does, how Christ moves. Mm-hmm. I think we limit so much of what the Spirit wants to do because we get afraid and we get stuck in our old, comfortable ways of doing things. Dulce, you said last two weeks ago, a thing that's made me think and really look inside myself for the last two weeks is, in the story of this man being healed, who are we first to relate to? Mm-hmm. Is it the man that's begging and crippled? Is it the, those who have carried him to the gate every day? Is it, is it Peter? Mm-hmm. Is it the people in the religious life? Which, you know, it's just expanded my view of the table even more, that we share the table with the strong and with those who need to be rescued and with the weak mm-hmm. and with those in need of healing and we are all those things as well yeah Mm -hmm. and the continuation of that story that we're focusing on today um just peter's the way he just talks of like this is christ this isn't he's just so let go of any claim to glory and Mm -hmm. and to like knowing how it all works i mean he just he just says this was christ that did this this is christ that's moving I mean, he even says, why are you looking at us? It's the same Christ that, that's been with us. They're just being made aware of it more and more slowly, slowly. Mm-hmm. And so then I think, you know, that's, that's our journey. As we come to the table, we're all, we're, no one knows how this all works. Mm-hmm. And no one's completely open, none of us. So not only are we all different and from different places in life and occupy different stations in life and in our own hearts, but, but we're all like so in need of, of Christ to break in to wherever Mm -hmm. we are. Mm -hmm. I, there's a priest one time that told me we all come to the table, but we come as beggars. Mm -hmm. And it's so true, especially now just been reminded that we are so in need of Christ. Mm -hmm. There's a piece in here that sticks with me maybe because of just the season that I've been in in exploring repentance and just what the act of that means and really working on 
changing my narrative of that and experiencing it to be something beautiful and life-giving and like a returning Mm. back to home type of experience. And I, for me, as I read this passage and Peter starts just naming, Mm -hmm. this is how we missed it Mm -hmm. in, in a decent amount of detail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and yet, like, I find myself being drawn into the habit of shame in that, or that he is condemning, but I can't get there because I don't feel like you're saying that that's the spirit that he's saying it in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's so helpful when you drew in that he of all people can be the one saying this because he was there himself, right? Where he denied Jesus three times and where it just ends with now repent and I feel like there's a not a breeziness about that in that it's not important but almost a like I'm not getting stuck on that now repent and let like yeah you missed it get back in like rejoin Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and see what's true and draw from that like you you haven't lost your membership (laughs) because you've missed it just learning for myself a lot of that has been through our experience here at bloom in the prayers of confession that happen Mm -hmm. weekly that that is something to not be afraid of and that it's a beautiful thing and it's it is a returning i mean it allows us to re-enter back into an intimacy and a knowing and a and a learning from when you talk about like we're going to miss it. We are going to miss it. But you, there's a learning that happens. But I also think that there's something really significant here when he did name it. Like, this is, yeah. <laughs> this is how this went down. And there wasn't a fear in naming it. And I think, um, for whatever reason, that is significant to me, that there doesn't have to be a shame in that to name where I've missed it. Mm-hmm. To say, this is... This is what I did, and that's not what I, looking back, I, that's not what I wanted to do. Taryn, I love that. I love what you said. He named it with a decent amount of detail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do, y'all, do y'all think that is welcome in the church mm-hmm. today in the U.S., mm-hmm. in our church? Mm-hmm. I know there are a lot of churches that like to talk about the death of Jesus with a lot of detail, but not for the same reasons that Peter is <laughs> mm. like, they'll do it to, you know, kind of, at least in the tradition that I grew up in, it was used a lot as almost a weapon for salvation <laughs> or something like that, where they're just mm-hmm. trying to get you to make a decision to follow Jesus because of your sin, because of how great your sin is and how like yeah. you killed Jesus. But I mean, I've I've never read this passage this way where I see Peter as so empathetic, mm-hmm. and it's it's really moving to me and really like helpful to mm-hmm. see that there's so much grace in mm-hmm. how he's speaking about this, even to the people who he is literally saying you killed Jesus. Mm-hmm. He's still saying there's still time, basically, and that's really that's really like an encouraging way to hear that. I mean, it, it's true that we all 
fall short, you know, and that we all sin and that we all in some way have a part in the death of Jesus. Mm -hmm. But using it in a way that weaponizes it and causes shame, I just don't, I don't think that's how it's supposed to be. Right. It should be repentance, right? And not shame. For sure. And I think I, I think I misquoted you actually, because I think you said he names where they've missed it mm-hmm. in a decent amount of detail. Mm-hmm. And I like, I mean, Christ is still walking among them I and mean, they're not aware of that. Well, they are now that he's still walking among them. He's still doing the same things that he did when he was walking the earth and right. And he's doing it through his people now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, there is this, I think an empathetic heart yeah. from Peter saying, don't miss it. And I, I still go back to my question. Are we free in our church in bloom and in the U S church to say, this is where we've mm-hmm. missed Christ mm-hmm. as we have been going through our religious ritual. Like Christ mm-hmm. has been healing and and restoring in a decent amount of detailed church. This is where you've missed it. I'm just going to cling to your words. Right. Is that welcome? I mean, even now in our current situation, I hope that it would be. I hope so too. But I think my first response when you asked that question was either we absolutely do not have the ears to hear anything against what we might be doing. Mm-hmm. And we often only mention in details the things that others are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think there is something really to be learned. Way back in the day when I used to do ministry, we kind of had this joke like, oh, I got a, somebody buked me. I got a buking. <laughs> and it was, right, it sounds horrible, but it was kind of this like fun way to say somebody kind of called me on something mm-hmm. and I listened. And, and I changed my ways. And it wasn't a shame, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a guilt. It was just a correction. And, and I don't feel like the church. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I feel like that's true of Bloom. Necessarily, I don't feel like I want to give commentary to that over a podcast. But <laughs> I feel like I can say what it's I've fair. seen mm-hmm. from all churches, which is um, when you come in to buke a church, mm-hmm. even in love, it's, it falls on rocky ground. It falls on ground that cannot, does not have good soil for it. So that was my first thought when you asked that question. And then it turns it to me, like, am I able, uh, do I have a posture of taking a buchan from somebody mm-hmm. who I know loves me, but needs to correct a way yeah. of thinking that I have? I don't, I don't think so. Like, I hope so, but I certainly have gotten prickly and angry and frustrated um, at people yeah. doing that to me. So... Because it's always restored it, right? Yeah. It should be. Right, right. It should should be. It should be. It should be. But where Peter learned this was standing on the shore of the lake Mm -hmm. with Jesus, Mm -hmm. you know, locked eyes with Mm -hmm. him saying, Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me? Mm -hmm. For every denial, he met it with the opportunity for Peter to jump right back into the story Mm -hmm. of restoration. I think that's what it is, has to be what he's offering this group of people. I mean, while you have done your good religious deeds, while you've been going in and out of the temple, Christ is standing at the gate through me. I mean, Peter is the body of Christ. While you were doing this, this is what Christ was doing. He was healing and restoring. Even Peter's move to the people is restorative because he's calling them into something. I just feel like 
in this season, in our nation, in our world, are we missing Christ at the gate? Mm -hmm. Are we missing mm -hmm. what Christ is doing, how Christ is moving? Yeah. That has very little to do with our religious system. Mm -hmm. Though we're invited into that restorative act to enter into what Christ is doing. So it brings up to me all sorts of things like, are we empathetic? Are we compassionate? Are we, are we able to be rebuked? Mm -hmm. Are we open to where Christ is moving? Are we open to Christ moving through us? Are we wanting that at all costs? Because it cost Peter every single thing he had. I would like to know from you, do you feel the freedom to, to be a voice that identifies and names for us as a body where we've missed it? That's my first question. My second question is, just from your sense in your shepherding role, do you feel like we are a people that would be receptive to that? Yeah, Seth, what do you think? <laughs> she was literally looking at you. <laughs> I think that our whole journey is a journey of greater awareness and greater openness and greater willingness for the Spirit to fill, to take the whole of us and fill us fully. And that really puts us all in the same, in the same level of wanting to see the restoration of Christ be made manifest through us, the body of Christ. And we're all like Peter on that journey of trying to, of trying to even understand what that means. And we're met with this compassionate friend, Jesus, who, who offers us chance after chance after chance to be open again, to repent. Mm -hmm. What I've seen in Bloom is that when people see Christ moving in the earth, I, I really mean this, there is an excitement about that. When they see Christ moving in their workplace, in their home, in their friends, there's this like thrill. Mm -hmm. And and I've seen the community come around that. But it it doesn't mean that we've arrived at a certain place because we're always on that journey with mm -hmm. these people, with this man who was healed. I mean, the two guys that carried him, we don't know what happened to them, but I'm sure they're like, what in the world? And then and with Peter. We're always on that journey of being ever expanded to the life of Christ moving in us, among us, and through us. So the, the repentance piece is like, this is where we've missed it. This is where we've shut ourselves off, mm -hmm. both individually and corporately. Mm -hmm. we've, we've stopped listening. We've chosen this pattern. We've chosen this system of belief over the law of love, over the work of Christ. And I do think that that as a leader here, when that's said, it's received. And I think when any person stands up and says, this is where we've missed it in all humility mm -hmm. and with all empathy, and it usually is said that way, mm -hmm. I've seen the community listen mm -hmm. and say, where do we need to be open more? Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know if that answers your question that might not even be on this podcast. I've not. Right. <laughs> yeah, um, it does. I mean, somebody had to be Peter in this passage to name it for the people that missed it, right? Like somebody had to play that role and somebody plays it in different situations at different times. And, you know, at times maybe I can play it for somebody, but my, I think my desire is to want the opportunity to <laughs> practice 
receiving from the Peters in my life and in my journey because he says, you guys did this out of ignorance. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's one of the most gracious things that he says. And it's kind of goes back to what you said the other week, Dulcie, when you're like, they were doing their best. Like it Mm -hmm. wasn't like some, they, they didn't even know, like Mm -hmm. nobody was doing this with malintent and we all do that. And I just, I want the peers in my journey to be able to speak freely, to name in detail for me. I'm hoping that I would be receptive of that. I don't feel like it's something that we've gotten to practice a lot. Mm-hmm. It's not something we're drawn to, I don't think. It, it right. can be uncomfortable. It right. can be really hard. Mm-hmm. But man, what if he wouldn't have said it? You know, they just keep missing it. I don't want to keep missing it. Mm -hmm. But if I'm the one that's acting in ignorance, I need that outside voice that's led by the Spirit. We have a unique opportunity right now Mm -hmm. as the church, as a people, to look at injustice and say that's not right and we're going to change the way that we're going to do it. And we missed it. And we missed it, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I think this this is... kind of like Peter saying you were ignorant Mm -hmm. and it's time to change. Yes. Yes. And so I hope we do really do. Yeah. You missed Christ. Mm -hmm. You didn't miss cause or a way of thinking. It's that we missed Christ himself Mm -hmm. who embodies Justice yes. and compassion right. and right. healing and grace. Dulcie's point from two weeks ago is well taken that these people were doing their best. Mm-hmm. Most people aren't <laughs> just malicious. I mean, right. we're learning there's more and more that are, but we like to think that most people aren't these malicious people. Right. And, and they're, they're in the religious system because they believe it to be the right thing, the good thing. But they miss Christ nonetheless. Yes. That's why I love that, that word missed. I think you can really use that. Repent in its true meaning in this context. I mean, it is, you've missed it, so mm-hmm. try not to. <laughs> Allow yourself to be drawn into the flow of compassion and mercy and healing and grace that is Christ on the earth. Are we soft-hearted people? Mm. It's so beautiful in scripture, that prophecy that he will, mm-hmm. that he will take from you, your heart of stone, mm-hmm. and give you heart flesh. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember years ago, Janie and I, we didn't know what to pray over Bloom in this season that was really hard, and we just kept praying, may we be kind again. Mm-hmm. And maybe... It's similar to what we're praying now is, is may we have soft hearts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be open to the work of Christ in us, through us, and in and, and places that we had no plans on being, like out by the gate mm-hmm. where the man who was begging, who was crippled, was stationed. Christ has this way of hanging out out there. And so I, yeah, I hope that for Bloom, that we have the soft hearts that we're compelled to go find mm-hmm. where Christ is moving, that we open ourselves up to that movement. And scripture says that when we do, we're filled with the spirit of God. 
We're continually filled, is what Paul says. I mean, it's a beautiful life. There's that place in, deep in us that wants that and that wants it for the world, mm-hmm. for every person, for every place. Bloom, may you go in peace to love and to serve Jesus. You are loved. Gathering our prayers and our praises into one, let us pray as Christ our Savior has taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Bloom, may God who gives patience and encouragement give you a spirit of unity to live in harmony as you follow Jesus Christ so that with one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ and the blessing of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be among you and remain in you always. Go in peace to love and to serve Jesus. Jesus.